What if I told you that your life could be completely transformed through meditation? Welcome to Meditate on This, an inspiring podcast where I share true life stories of people whose lives have been completely transformed through meditation. I am your host, Angela Accomando, and I can't wait to go on this journey with you. Thank you for joining me today as I talk with my friend, Michael McSwain, a marketing executive that lives in the East Village. Today, we're going to find out if a croissant can lead you to the path of enlightenment. So welcome. I have Michael McSwain on today, and I'm super excited because I did my meditation teacher training with him, and he is a very sweet and kind and gentle man, um, and he has a nickname. What is, I don't call him the nickname, <laughs> but others have a nickname for him, so can you tell us your nickname, Mike? Oh my goodness. I thought I had finally managed to, to shed that name, but I'm glad you're bringing it back into the fold today. Here we are on Groundhog Day. It does feel like Groundhog Day for me. So the nickname was McLovin. Yes, that's it. McLovin. Yeah. McLovin. I love it. Because <laughs> you are so lovable. I don't know who came up with it, but I feel like it's a it's a perfect name for you. So I don't know. Let's see if this podcast goes viral. It just may be your name forever. Oh right, right, right. Well in in that case, I have a new nickname that we can uh -oh. stick, that we can work with if you'd like. You can try it, it yeah. out. Just try it out for size, you know? Okay. It's McSwainio. McSw ooh, ooh, okay. It's a little, it's a little like ooh getting a little steamy. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's a, that's actually a cool one. I like that. So I guess I want to start off with just saying what asking you what brought you to meditation? Yeah, that's the I mean, man, that goes right to the heart of it, doesn't it? When I really look at truthfully, what brought me to this practice? You know, there's a series of events that happen that, that someone says something to you or someone, something happens, you meet someone, like there's something and it just like sets the ball in motion and it starts rolling and, and oftentimes you don't even realize that the ball is rolling and then it just like, once it starts rolling, you can't really stop it, you know? When I actually look back at the ball that started rolling for me, Back in 2012, I started studying and practicing astrology, actually. I got really deep into all this new agey stuff, looking for this spiritual connection. And one of my astrology mentors, one of my like teachers and, and mentors who I studied with for several years now, his name's Stephen Forrest. I was actually meeting with him and this must have been about 2014, 2015. And he said to me, you know, looking at my chart and he's reading into all this like Pisces stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, I won't go into the details, but he's looking at it and he says, you know, Michael, I don't think that the universe gives final chances, but if mm -hmm. it did, this is your final chance to get it right. Wow. And like, which is like terrifying to hear, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like what Talk like about pressure. <laughs> so that really lit the fire for me to say okay whoa that's that's intense um maybe i i should figure this out 
if this is my final chance, what do, what do I got to do here? You know? And that really set a few things in motion. And I would say the other thing that really kind of set things in motion for me was I was on a short trip to Paris and this is at the beginning of 2016 now. And I had, uh, I'd taken this overnight flight and I get to Paris in the morning and I arrive and like the only thing I really wanted more than anything else was to just have the most magnificent croissant I'd ever had in my life. (laughs) I was like, I'm in Paris. I love croissants. Let's do this, you know? So I asked this woman at the hotel that I'm checking into, you know, where do I go to get a really amazing croissant? Expecting, you know, like in New York, we know that like not all food is made equal here. You go to certain places to get certain things. But like, I guess in Paris, that's not the right question that you're supposed to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because they're like, dude, you're in Paris, like just go get a croissant, you know, like stupid (laughs) tourists, just get out of here. Exactly. That's exactly what they think. (laughs) So the words that this woman said to me were, and I'll, I'll don't no offense by my horrible French accent, but she was like, ah, just go follow your heart. It'll tell you where to go, you know? And, and she was basically telling me to go screw myself, but you know, What what I actually heard was, go follow your heart. Oh, wow, I don't really do that. Maybe, okay, I'm going to try this. And it was the most unexpected, like, you know, words that just arrive and hit you in a way that they weren't intended, but it just, it, it just did it for me. And somehow I, I spent the rest of this trip just walking around Paris with, like, this heart openness and this ability and willingness to listen to what was going on in my heart. And I had the best trip. And so I came back to New York and I kept doing that. I kept just following my heart. I found that I, when I did that, I would just end up on these like hours long bike rides along the East river, just listening to music that I hadn't listened to in like 10 years. And just all of these emotions were coming up and just connections. And then I just started really paying attention to what was going on around me. And it was almost like listening for clues as though the, these words that this woman had given me was a clue. And I, and I just stayed open to, to keep hearing these clues I guess at some point, everyone around this time was start was talking about Vipassana. It's like Vipassana, you know, and it's like, oh, it's this hard thing that you go and spend 10 days in silence, you know. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go try this thing. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm in Massachusetts doing this 10 day sit. I had never meditated before. Wow. So you went from not meditating ever to doing Vipassana for yeah, 10 days? For 10 days. That's hardcore. Which is like, it's like being dropped into the middle of the jungle, you know, oh, with a yeah. machete. And you're like, where am I? And you just start trying to whack a way out of <laughs> being in the that middle is of nowhere. Like really jumping in the fire. Yeah. I did Vipassana for one day and I struggled, even though I've done a six day silent retreat, but Vipassana yeah. is on another level. Totally. I feel. Yeah, it totally is. And it's such an interesting, it's interesting that it's become a, a, a doorway that so many people, I would say, and in, in, certainly in Western culture in the United States, you like that's their first exposure into this thing called meditation, or I would say their first deep exposure into it. And it's and then it really just becomes a a, a wide open door once you've been through that experience. Yeah. 
And so, and then that led me down the road towards then I, I got into yoga and then I was like, this is cool. I'm going to go to India and Nepal. And then this was cool. And now I'm going to do a teacher training and, you know, and it just one thing led to another. And because you followed your heart. Yeah. 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 So, so you got to meditation just simply by following your heart. Yeah. Yeah. It really just, it just unfolded naturally. Yeah. Wow. So now before meditation, like was, were you living a completely different life that when you went to this person who was like, Hey, like, this is your last chance to make it right. Like, I don't know. How was life for you? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I live in New York city, I live in the East village. You know, I, I, I came to New York working in the, in the restaurant industry. So I don't know if you know how you would, you know about the, yeah, the do, folks yeah. in the restaurant industry. <laughs> we, we have a good time, you know, we know how to have yeah. a good time, you know? <laughs> and then other than that, I, I kind of evolved from the restaurant industry into the advertising industry. Again, another industry that is no stranger to going out and tearing it up and having, having a good time, you know, and, and working mm-hmm. hard. So yeah, when I when I came to this, I was working in an industry where I would work 16-hour days, then go out and party for 8 hours. <laughs> I mean, it was really yeah. it was a it was an intense like burning burning the candle at both ends type of lifestyle and I did it for like 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. a long time. So, are you doing advertising now or what do you do now? Yeah, so I still work in advertising um I was able to transition my career into a freelance basis. So awesome. I am a I'm a writer in advertising, but I I really have pretty good control over my schedule now, and I feel very fortunate that I have plenty of business, plenty of opportunities to to do that craft while also devoting time into my practice, into making time to get away for retreats, making time to uh, teach classes throughout the week and making time to to be able to share these practices with other people. And also I've somehow been able to share these practices even in my office. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you that is like, has the meditation helped you with your work? Yeah, without a doubt. And you know, it's funny, everyone at work comes to me like, they're like, man, Michael, you're so zen all the time. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> you know, <I'm> like, <laughs> You are a pretty chill person. You are, you have a very, um, like calm energy to you. It will make you, but it's, it's to me, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, I'll I'll play the part. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I actually now, I feel very fortunate that I'm at a point where my colleagues come to me and say, hey, can we set up a meditation today? And, wow, that's great. And so we'll we'll book a conference room and I'll have 15, 20 colleagues. Wow, that's a lot. And sit in the room and we'll just do a 15-minute meditation. We'll talk about it and, and kind of talk about how the practice relates into like the work that we're doing. It's such a, there's such a, um, I would say a hunger for these practices, yeah. even like just casually someone at work saying, can we, can we? please book a meditation meeting today, you know, cause I'm, That's I need great. it. You know? That's great. Do you feel that it helps them like relieve their anxiety? We all have this baseline notion of the way things are that we're operating at, you know, 
And, yeah. and at times that baseline gets so caught up and fused, and we can even call it confused with that little narrative voice that's in our head that's saying, oh my God, this person said this, and then, and then, and they think that about you, and you're blah, 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 you know, and like, yeah. and it creates this whole picture of how the world is. May, maybe it's true, but but what is more true is that it's true for you, not for everyone else. And yeah. so I think meditation gives us this opportunity to start peeling back some of those layers, some of those yeah. notions that we don't even get a chance to question uh, yeah. because we're so caught up in them. And I think the opportunity that meditation gives to, to folks, even just like 10 minutes of uh, focusing on your breath at some point throughout your day, it just gives you more options. Like yeah. where you think you are maybe stuck in like, this is the way it's got to be, or you're caught in some type of catch 22 and, you know, you're, you're trying to do a good job, but this person won't let you, you know, like those are, they, they seem like such, you know, def definitive the way things are. And meditation gives you that chance to just peel it back and open it up and say, actually, I've got more options here than I thought I did. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's really probably one of the most valuable things on a day-to-day -day basis that you can get, just give yourself more options to, to, to see how you can, how you can do this and that. Yeah. Do you think it's helped you with, with your, the work you do with being more creative and like just coming up with ideas and like getting clarity on knowing like what it is you need to do to really get your outcome or the outcome for your client? Yeah. So, you know, I'm a writer and advertising creativity is a very important part of my job. And I'm going to be honest, this is like the frontier of like the promise has always been there. Like, how can I use meditation to hack in to that, what they call the flow state, you know, yeah. and just be there. And I'll tell you, I haven't figured it out perfectly yet. But I've figured out a lot of things that don't work. <laughs> I'm doing a, I'm, I'm like, I'm like Edison figuring out like all the ways a light bulb doesn't work, you know? Um, but I think that that's what gets you to clarity. I mean, I know that's what I, when I'm stuck in a place where I'm like, okay, I, 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 I see everything I don't want. I have to switch it around to say, but that's bringing me to clarity because knowing what you don't want will or what doesn't work or, you know, like knowing the, the no's or the don'ts helps you get to the yeses and the clarity, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think what it is, is it's that willingness to explore. It's, it's, you've got to tap into that interest and that passion. Uh, like that's really kind of the key that turns everything on. You know, I, I think about like when you, there's all these different genres of music, there's classic rock music and there's, you know, alternative rock and there's classical and there's rap and there's, you know, like all these different types of music. I feel like you can identify which one you actually like and are interested in by your willingness to like listen to the bad stuff too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like to get through the bad stuff to find the really good stuff and your willingness to just listen to it and with fresh open ears so that you can hear something that might really move you it's that same ability in your practice 
and in finding like exploring, trying to find that flow state, you got to just turn on that fire of passion and interest and, and really plug it in. And if you're not feeling it, you got to kind of come, come about a different way until you find that way to plug that piece in because it won't turn on until you get there. Yeah. There's so many different forms and types of meditation out there. What is, what do you do most of the time? And how did you finally make it an everyday practice? Because I think that's really the two things that people struggle with is, especially now that meditation is becoming so popular, there's Zen and there's the breath meditation and mantra and Vipassana. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the list goes on. And then it's like, okay, how do I figure out what is, what kind of meditation do you do? I would say my, my practices are mostly based in shamatha which is finding an object that you become very calm and focused on, allowing your, it really just allows your mind to settle and get clear. And then once you're there, once you've reached that place where the the mind is kind of like this still lake that perfectly reflects whatever you put in front of it, I'll often move into various visualization practices where I might invite one of my teachers to come and help me in my practice, or I might work with loving kindness and mm-hmm. compassion or might work with happiness or might you know or might even work with fear and courage you know like you can invite these different emotions and energies into your practice once you create that nice stable clear mirror like nature of the mind and and really do some some wonderful kind of plant some wonderful seeds in your mind that that can create the world that you're looking for you know yeah again that that notion of you know what i i would say that really shifted my practice is that how do you turn on that passion that interest because yeah. even if you just try to turn it turn your mind towards brushing your teeth why what's your motivation what's your intention you're like okay i want my teeth to be clean i want to my te- my gums to be healthy Or you might have this like, oh, it's just a habit. It's what I do every day when I wake up, before I go to bed. Like, it's just a habit and that's how I do it. But then like, think like, how would you be brushing your teeth if you're like, I'm going out on a hot date tonight. I'm going to make out, you know, like yeah. suddenly you're like, oh yeah, I'm brushing my teeth, you know? Uh-huh. And it's like, it gets, it gets fun and exciting, you know, that's what we have to do with our practice is think oh, I love about that. how do you, how do you get yourself turned on by your practice yeah. and make it so that this isn't just something, it's not just another habit, like brushing your teeth but it's something really special that that. you can turn on. And it's an opportunity that you give yourself to go deep and go into a world that's not ordinary. So I I think finding, being able to turn up that interest, turn up that, like, when you look at your breath, you're like, wow, what is the thing I can notice right now that I've never noticed before that can really like pull your curiosity and you're giving yourself, you're about to receive a gift, you know, and you're just open and, you have this poise about you and you're curious, you're like, you know, you're excited, you know, it's, it's, it's that feeling. And then the other thing I would say is to recognize that our efforts when we're meditating, they don't, they don't just impact us. They impact the people around us. And that comes into just the people around us, our families, our friends, the strangers that we come in contact, and then just really like 
in this way that we can't even understand this reality, energetic reality that's out there, we really have an impact on this whole interconnected field of life. And if we can recognize that and allow that to really amp up the motivation for doing a practice to say, I'm actually having a much bigger impact than it appears, but there's something that I'm doing that's really impactful and it's really helping a lot of people. And one way you can do that is go to a class so that you're actually physically in a room with a group of people meditating and feel how that, that group energy amps up your desire to really focus on your breath and, and get deeper and go and clearer in your meditation. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's really, really great advice. And I wanted to know if you can give people who are listening right now, like one quick tip that they can use to begin implementing meditation in their lives. You know, we, we really live in a world where we don't, people don't, they don't have a lot of time. Their attention span is short. So if it's like one quick thing where it's like, start doing this, what, I don't know, what would it be to get them to start? meditating? You know what it is to me? It's like, sometimes you don't, you can't sit there and spend that 20 minutes on the cushion. You can't, you know, if you can just take that moment to stop and watch your breath for one inhale and one exhale, and then feel really good. Like feel really, just be like, I did it. I did it for one breath, I did it. And then every time you do make it to your cushion, just feel really good about it. Like you gotta keep telling your, like you gotta give the dog a treat, you know? Yeah. And that that really is what starts building that habit is is, just feeling good in whatever way you're able to show up, recognize that you show up and, and just rejoice it, feel good and say, and, and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. I'm going to show up just the same way. It's going to feel just as good. Well, I love that. Just one breath in, one breath out, because I know for myself, one of my very first meditation teachers gave me advice and I use it for everything. And that was start small. And that's basically what you're saying is like, start with one inhale and exhale. And, um, and people don't think that's powerful, but it is because you'll start to notice, wow, for that one moment, I just was relaxed. I was just here. Like I was just chill. Yeah. And then that grows from there. That's great. Yeah. You know, they say that you got to do the work of the level that you're at and recognize that your level one day, you might be a level 10 Zen master. And the next day you might be like, I'm an absolute lunatic. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you have no control over your what your mind is doing. Just recognize where you're at and do the work of that level. And if that's just taking a breath, Yeah. Start small. I love that. That's great. So can you tell us where we can find you? Yeah. Where can we find you? Oh my gosh. Well, I am always so happy to be meditating wherever I am with with whoever (laughs) I'm with. So if you ever run into me and you're like, let's meditate, I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. Like be in the middle of, of, you know, Times Square and we'll, we'll sit down and start meditating. People will join, you know? Yeah. Um, but I teach meditation and yoga at Three Jewels in the East Village on Wednesday mornings. So I teach a, a meditation called Smile at 8.15 on oh, Wednesday morning. And then I actually also teach online on oh. Friday mornings on a, pl- on a, a website called mindoasis.org. Oh, okay. And 
So I'll, I'll be teaching Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern time. If you'd like to join in, I have a coupon code. I should know what it is, but I don't. <laughs> but it's okay. I think, you can give it to me and I'll definitely put it in the uh, blurb that I put up. And it's such a cool um, platform because we end up having these meditators from Maryland and Wisconsin and Idaho and Colorado. And we're all just creating this internet mandala where we come together to meditate. And it's just such a beautiful practice every, every week that I'm there. And and so, yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, Say the website again. It's mindoasis.org. And we'll, we'll send out the, the coupon code. You can get, I think a free month of, subscription to join every morning. It's it's so cool. Yeah. Okay. And what's your Instagram account name? At Mike McSwain on Instagram. (laughs) But at Mike McSwain. And you'll you'll hear me there. You know, I I mentioned astrology. I mostly that account has all kinds of just me riffing on how the the present moment of astrology is influencing our practice really and how we can work with it to to really level up our meditation and yoga and dharmic practices. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. This thank was uh, really insightful and inspiring and I can't wait for everyone to hear this. I'm um, so happy that we got to do this. It's so good to, to connect with you and talk to you. I know, it, it's, it's good to see you. It makes, it, it makes you think about just that amazing three months that we got to spend together. Yes. Medi- and yeah. Learning and meditating together. Yeah, it was great. It was it was intense. It was a lot of information, but it was also just a great experience and great group of people for sure. You guys are always, always in my heart. I think about you a lot. I'm always like, I wish I lived a little closer. I mean, I'm not that far, but even just coming from like upstate New York into the city is a fortune after you pay like, you know, for those of you listening who don't live in New York, like just to cross the bridge, it's $15. So (laughs) when my uncle came up from Missouri, it was hysterical because he was like, I think me and my wife are going to go to New York City. And I'm like, you've been in Missouri for a while. Just want to let you know, like gas, tolls and parking, you're going to spend like $100. And he's like, what? I don't think we're going to (laughs) go. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to, as a group, we'll get all of our our co-teachers to, we're going to sponsor you to come into the city because we miss you. We want to see you. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. I'll come anyways. You don't have to co-sponsor me. I'll come down soon. It's been in my mind. (laughs) We would love it. We would love it. All right, Mike, have a, have a great rest of the day and I'll uh, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Meditate on this podcast. I hope you were inspired today. If you're not a subscriber, go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified of every story as they're shared. I would be so grateful if you left a review, rated it, and shared it with a friend. This helps bring these inspiring messages to more people in the world. And if you'd like to bring more peace and happiness into your life and you're interested in starting a meditation practice, make sure you join my free meditation challenge. You can sign up for it at meditateonthispodcast.com or there's a link in the show notes below. For daily inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Angela Accomando. Have a wonderful day. And remember, there's transformation through meditation. Ciao for now.